Hello, everyone. This is Attack the Backlog, the podcast where I, Marcos Nez, tries to make a dent in their backlog one game at a time. This is episode four, Mirror's Edge, a first-person parkour game where you hop, jump, slip, slide, stumble, fall to your death over and over and over again, and everything in between in order to deliver packages unbeknownst to the government because they are watching your emails and your snail mails, but they're not watching the runners which you are one of as you play as Faith, who at the very beginning of this story are delivering a package to another runner, and then they tell you that your sister Kate is in some kind of trouble, and they're trying to frame her for a murder of some high-up person who is trying to become the new mayor, I think, and there are double crosses and people you think are good turn out to be not so good and then people who are bad maybe they're okay and it's, it's a bunch of crap is going on and i stopped following it because it's not a particularly well-told story or interesting story a lot of the story is told in these sort of motion comic cutscenes that look really bad and aren't all that engaging but really who cares about the story this game is about the first-person platforming, being able to just free run all over these rooftops and inside these buildings and whatnot, and it's supposed to feel real good and smooth and have a lot of momentum going for it. You know, you get in the groove and you're just feeling great. You're feeling unstoppable, but it feels terrible. I hate this game. This was a really hard game to finish despite it only being probably if I take away all the times I had to repeat sections four hours maybe maybe even less than that it is a very short game but you will likely if you choose to play it have to repeat sections not only because the platforming is really finicky but there is combat in the game and the combat is absolute trash but i'll get to that later so my problem with the platforming is that it seems very inconsistent in whether or not you grab onto a ledge or are able to hop over a fence it seems that the sensitivity in terms of whether or not you hit the point where you can interact with something is too high and i found myself leaping across buildings and falling to my death many many times and then one time I would just land it or she would actually grab onto the ledge that time and it never felt like oh I just didn't jump soon enough or I jumped too soon it never felt like I got a grasp on why I was failing when I was failing and when I was succeeding I, I never felt like oh now I know what the problem is it was uh, very inconsistent and the, the game is about momentum and building up these really long lines of just free-running smoothness of ducking under something and then hopping over a little fence or whatnot and then jumping across a building and doing a roll and continuing doing a wall run and doing all this without stopping, without thinking about where you're going. But the way the world is built and you're going across these ceilings, it's not always super clear where you have to go there is a button on the controller I, I i was playing on an xbox one 
and I think it was the B button that points you in the direction to where you have to go but while this functionality was useful most of the time it one takes away from that momentum because it means you have to stop even even if you're not stopping if it's telling you that you're not going in the perfect path whether it's slightly to the left slightly to the right it's gonna hurt that momentum but in certain situations where I wasn't sure where I had to go and I was in a big room and I'd hit that button it would do absolutely nothing it would tell me nothing and I would just have to figure it out on my own which was really frustrating because that button exists for that purpose for the the time when I'm not sure at all where I'm supposed to go and I need a little help and that button is then useless but in this world there are objects that they don't glow but they're just very vibrant red and those indicate things you can hop off of or things you can interact with, with to some extent which is nice there is a, a harder difficulty that turns that off I don't see why you would ever want to play the game in that mode not that I found having these objects lit up that useful because usually it's like okay these giant pipes I'm, I'm pretty sure I can climb them and of course I can but the 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 free running the parkour just never felt good there were brief moments where I felt like I was in a rhythm for a very short period of time but those were very rare and they did not last long at all and that was disappointing because I think there's potential in a game like this where you are free running in first person and parkouring. I think games since have done a slightly better job in part because the entire focus of the game isn't on that like Dying Light has a decent system but again I haven't played that in a while maybe it's not as great as I rem remember but I don't remember ever being as frustrated with Dying Light as I was with Mirror's Edge but at the same time Mirror's Edge is all about this that was just a small part of Dying Light and I, I think there's potential in this system but in a different type of game because the way Mirror's Edge is set up is that you are going through the story the police and government officials are coming after you and you are moving across the city and occasionally get into these gunfights and whatnot, which I will get to very, very shortly. But I think a, a structure that would work much better for a game like this would be something akin to Portal, where you are, whatever, a test subject, I don't care, you know, but they can have a loose story on there that maybe has a good sense of humor and a bit of cheekiness, and you just are put into these rooms where you have to figure out okay there are these various objects that I can interact with how can I get from point A to point B you know from the, the the start of a room to the door that leads to the next room that will have a bunch of things that you can interact with to clear that room and just move that way to get to whatever the Wizard of Oz at the end of the, the maze of uh, parkour rooms I think that kind of setup for a first person platforming parkour game 
would work much better than this game that tries to have a more traditional narrative that isn't engaging and ends up having all these encounters with enemies who are trying to kill you that make the game even more frustrating than it already is because the platforming is a bit wonky. So the combat involves you taking on enemies who have guns. You can disarm them and then use your guns. If you're using guns, the gunplay feels terrible. And when you pick up a gun, it has not many bullets in it. You can't reload or anything because you're not carrying extra ammunition. Makes sense. But what makes it so annoying is that they come in big waves at times and they just shoot you relentlessly and it just seems like it, 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 it it's there for no reason other than to make it more difficult when it doesn't need that it, it, there is no reason why the combat needs to be there and though though the worst thing i ever heard throughout the entire game and i hear it multiple times it's a collection of words that i will always be triggered by now because of Mirror's Edge and I never want to hear it ever again but it was something along the lines of there are blues up ahead better get ready for combat every time I heard the little voice in your ear who is I don't know who that guy was I don't remember but every time he said blues up ahead get ready for combat I was like well shit this is gonna be terrible and it always was I would say if you do plan on playing the game the maneuver you have to get good at right away is the slide and kick mechanic because that's the best way to disarm these people instead of trying to actually disarm them through melee because there is melee combat you can punch and you can counter somebody with a weapon and disarm them that way but that doesn't work it, it tells you that when the gun glows red you can press the y button to disarm them that is incredibly inconsistent and does not work all the time. I would press it when it was red. Uh-uh. It seemed like it would maybe work more often when you hit it just before it would have turned red. I don't know. It, all I know is that if it's red and you press the counter button, doesn't mean you're gonna counter, which is really annoying and frustrating because they tell you it's gonna work and it doesn't work. But sliding and then kicking them and then kicking them again will take down the weakest enemies and then if you just do a few more melee punches with stronger enemies other than the ones with the 50 caliber guns you can take them down pretty easily the 50 caliber ones are, are, are the only enemies that I think you really have to just brute force the counter system to disarm them and there are situations where you have to engage in combat because if you don't if you try to ignore them and just move on they will kill you before you can get to where you need to go. In a good amount of, and this is me playing it on easy, because I was playing on normal and I was getting way too frustrated and I just I just wanted to get through the game at that point. I was like, I don't care. The, the difficulty just changes the, I think, health you have or something along those lines and maybe the accuracy of the enemies. It doesn't affect the actual platforming. So I was like, well, why? Why even bother playing this on normal? It, it, which affects this terrible aspect of the game. But I, I just am befuddled as to why they included combat in the game. Because it 
adds nothing and only hurts the experience and hurts it significantly. It's not like it's a, a minor inconvenience. No, it makes situations so much worse. And it's far too frequent in the game. There's much more combat in the game than I expected. So yeah, that was really disappointing. There, there are just these moments where I would see that I had to get from point A to point B and I would try to. And there, there are times where I tried and failed making a jump a dozen or so times. And then I would land it, and I did nothing different, which was, I, I, I know I keep saying the word frustrating a lot, but that is the best word for this game. It is so frustrating and disappointing. Those are the best words to describe this game, frustrating and disappointing, because I went into this game wanting to love it. I was so excited for it. And I thought I remembered liking what I played a bit before, but when I jumped back into this game, I realized I never even finished the prologue when I played this back when it came out. And I guess that should have been telling that I didn't even get through that, but it's just a really disappointing game. And I'm very curious about Catalyst, the sequel, because I know that game is different. Structurally, it's more open. And I don't know how much combat is in it, but I am, I'm curious to see if mechanically maybe it's a bit better in terms of the platforming. And if combat isn't as prominent and maybe even feels better, uh, it, it might be worth revisiting that. Because I, I played a few hours of that and I was like, oh, this is okay. But I, it was like a red box round. The one thing I will say positively about the game and it's really the only thing I can say positively about the game, is that it still looks absolutely gorgeous. It is a great-looking game. The minimalist aesthetic and cool color scheme, the, the whites and then grays and blue-rays, it looks great. Uh, and that contrasted with the red, if you're playing on one of the normal difficulties, really makes those things pop out. It's just, it looks beautiful from a, a stylistic standpoint i love the look of it and from a technical standpoint i think it still holds up very well uh, so visually speaking it still looks great uh, I, I i'm blown away by how good it looks being a almost 10 year old game at this point um so there's that to look forward to if you play it that it'll be very pretty but outside of the visuals i did not like a single second of it. It was the hardest game so far for me to finish. And I I just you know, I don't I don't know. It, it is just a super disappointing game and an unexpected disappointing game. But that is Mirror's Edge, which is available on Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, PC and Xbox One via backward compatibility and it is xbox x enhanced which is nice so yeah if, if you're interested in checking it out give it a give it a go yeah, maybe maybe the jumping and skipping and sliding will feel better for you but, uh, that will do it for this here episode of attack the backlog i hope you all enjoyed it and thank you as always for watching or listening to the show you can check it out on all the podcast services you could ever hope for, like Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and whatnot. 
And if you'd like to check out some more stuff, you can go over to pixelatedsausage.com and check out everything else we do over there. And if you'd like to support the site in general and attack the backlog and everything, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us over there. And now I will say bye-bye.